Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is a one-shot that we have played a number of times before, Hand of Glory. It was written by Alan Carey, and it's available from Chaosium on the Miskatonic Repository. I'm the Game Master, and this is our fifth version. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> it's one of those overcast days on the North Yorkshire moors. The landscape is composed of low, flattened hills covered in grasses, heathers, and wildflowers interspersed with groves of trees. Birds chirp and insects buzz around. The croaking of frogs can be heard from shady spots near the mossy creeks. Some find the moors monotonous and boring, but as part of the North Yorkshire Ramblers, you are happy to be here. It's late June and the temperature is moderate, despite the sun being hidden behind the clouds. As you walk along, you begin... Oh, wait, sorry. At that point, you guys can say some stuff. <laughs> Have a conversation. Well, it's a bit of an overcast day, boys, but... Uh... Chip, chip! Let's ramble! Yeah, let's get on with it. It's a pleasant day. No risk of overheating. The rain's... Yes, lovely day for a hike. Lovely day. <clears throat> Did anybody bring the paper? Or uh, for a I... hike? Today's well, oh, uh, Howard, I thought you were. I have an almanac. Well, you, as you all know, since we're such vast chums, that I like to take breaks often on our hikes. I am a man of action, but only in short bursts. Everything in moderation. In fact, that stump under that tree looks like a lovely spot to have a quick repast. It's a sensible Who idea. brought the finger sandwiches? Oh, don't worry, I have them. Oh, always coming through William with the food. Of course. Jolly well, I good. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a green if I didn't bring the food. That'd be silly. It is about time for a second breakfast. Mm. So you sit, you have a nice little, uh, uh, a small meal, you know. Um, uh, after that, you walk on for a while and... Um, the moors are kind of monotonous. They're just the same thing over and over again. But um, those of you who want to roll luck, you'll notice some bird that you've got on your list that you need to check off. I've seen a you know, gray-spotted warbler or something like, along that line. <clears throat> but as you walk along, you begin to notice a few drops of afternoon rain. Uh, and you hear the faint sounds of thunder in the distance. There is a stand of trees close by where you hope to take shelter. But when you arrive, you realize that the wet foliage uh, just seems to drip on you even more than the sky is. Uh, you realize that there is a wide path that cuts through the grove, and there are old ruts in the damp clay. A little while on, and you see up ahead an old coaching inn, where in days gone by, stagecoaches might stop for a rest and a bite to eat. Uh, there must not have been, there must not be much traffic these days, but there is smoke drifting up out of the chimney, which indicates that there are people within. As you approach, you can see that there are lights on. Uh, there is a raised porch that goes all the way around, and there is a sign hanging on the front that says, Witchwood Grove Inn. What would you Witchwood. like to do? 
Well, it is tough. spelled, uh, interestingly enough, W-Y-C-H-W-O-O-D. Well, this is a good bit of fortune. Indeed. I thought we'd be soaked to the bone. Looks warmer in here, warmer in there than it is out here. Maybe we well, can dry off yeah. our sweaters and have a pint. At least until the uh, uh, rain stops. Hopefully we're not stuck here for too long. Um, but it, Have any of you I, lads I, been here before? I've never heard of this place. Can't say that I have. Hmm. I guess we're not very regular in our ramblings. As you come up to the front of the building, you can see that there are a number of uh, walking sticks that have been placed outside. Uh, There's kind of a bucket where all the bottoms are stuck in and they're leaning up against the wall. Some of them look like just sticks. Some of them look like, you know, older, nicer, hand-carved things. Um, And from the porch... You can hear there is noise inside. It sounds like maybe there's a radio playing or something somewhere inside. And there's that sort of low murmuring den that, you know, you'd hear from a, an inn. Well, seems like some other folks were out caught in the rain, too. At least we'll be in good company, hopefully, and some good drinks. Yes, quite. As you uh-huh. open the door... You are greeted by the smell of roasting meat and yeasty beer. Uh, the floorboards creak as you enter. There are more people in here than you expected. Sitting at tables around the room must be farmers and other locals. Uh, they are rather rustic in their appearance. Some are drinking and some are eating. But they go silent and turn to look at you as you enter. The only sound remaining, a small radio on the bar not very loud. A man behind the bar, the barkeep, wipes his hands and pulls, puts on a big smile, and he moves over to greet you. Afternoon, folks. Uh, welcome to Witchwood Grove Inn. I'm the owner, uh, name of Addison Boulder. Uh, please have a seat over there. Uh, we don't get many people nowadays. Have you been out rambling? Indeed we have. Don't you know can- it? Can I get you something to eat, to drink? Uh, we have whiskey and ale, coffee, tea, and uh, I can bring you a plowman's to snack on if you're hungry. Though we have stew and bread as well. I'd have a hot toddy. Uh, I'll have a cup of tea, please. Oh, I, I think a pint sounds just grand. Make that too. Whatever you have to warm us up, I think would, would be uh, very good. Radio. And he uh, he moves back towards the bar, and uh, the people go back to what they're doing. Which you're not. Uh, it's not unexpected that they would be making glances in your direction. You are strangers. They all seem to be part of the, the community or whatever. So, so they don't look like they were out uh, and got caught in the rain. They look more, I guess, like regulars. Yeah. What time of day is it? Are they older or something? Or Well, at this point, it's afternoon. So we'll say 3 o'clock. It's and the so, middle of summer, so the sun's going to be out until 8. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. But does the crowd seem to be just mostly older gents, or is there a mix of ages? There's men, men and women here. They do mm-hmm. seem to be sort of grouped in, in you know, groupings of families, uh, 
uh, men and women, do a do a spot hidden for me. Chaps and chapesses. And what and what day of the week is it? Oh, I'm not sure. Um, Let's call it we'll a say, Tuesday we'll afternoon. Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. How'd you do? Uh, extreme success, seven under sixty. Well, you're not sure if it's local custom, whether it's just politeness or or something along that lines. But you do not see any children in the groups. Oh, Maybe at least this don't bring their kids to pubs. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, at school. So he, um, he Addison brings you your your food. It smells delicious. Thank he you, my drinks. He says, so um, so you come rambling very often. We haven't seen you before. We tend to tour around different parts, different times of year. I'm trying to see all that this continent has to offer. How'd you find us? We're kind of off the, the beaten trail. By chance. Oh, yep. don't you know it? We were uh, getting rained out, trying to scramble through the woods, trying to keep dry, and uh, happened to stumble across the place. Hmm. Well, you, you folks enjoy yourselves. Well, thank, thank you very much, Mr. Boulder. We're off to a good start. What, what's the decor of the place like, if, if there's any? Oh, kind of English pubby. It's... Uh, okay. It's mostly browns. There's curtains on the windows. Uh, there's, you know, knickknacks here and there. Uh, is there a stuffed boar's head? Excuse me, I got excited. A stuffed boar's head or anything like that? There's not a stuffed boar's head, but do a spot hidden for me as you're looking around. Oh, that might be a success. Success. It is. There is a a high shelf up behind the bar. Um, at first, you think that it's got some sort of a, a big fat bottle up there. Um, but when you look closer, it's it's more like a glass bell, like the ones they used to put over uh, big, you know, the, the fancy clocks. Sure. Have a glass bell over the top of it. Sure, it's sure. a there. there's, container. Yeah. There's, there's something in there, but it's dark. I mean, it's up on the shelf. It's kind of dark. It looks something black, but you don't know what it is. And it, as it is, it's just a knickknack amongst other knickknacks. And uh, hmm. there are, uh, you know, some books and some old newspapers and things like that, too. And a dartboard, maybe. Though nobody's playing darts. Oh, we could. We could play darts. Indeed, we could. Oh, I see you're feeling rested already. <laughs> You are all actually feeling quite rested. You're feeling comfortable. The warmth of the place is very pleasant. The food was delicious. The uh, the beer, the ale, the uh, whatever you were drinking is, is delicious. Um, you said you were maybe you're going to play darts. Yeah, yeah. Is there any are are uh, people mostly ignoring us? It's all fairly standard. But yeah, well, they're ignoring you, but at the same time, once in a while, they'll glance over in your direction. Right. Um, if we're moving about, they look at us. It's, but it's also fairly standard pub behavior. So who of you are going to get up to play darts? Oh, I shall. I'll play darts with my friend Howard. Okay. 
done, Patrick. We're childhood friends. Let me beat you with darts, darts again. So, Howard and William, uh, as you are, you're you're standing up. You're you're starting to stand up. You're pushing your seats back. Um, it kind of feels at that moment like the room is pitching to the side a little bit. Uh, you put your hand back to sort of catch your balance, uh, but you realize that you're quite dizzy. Oh, my. Pint hits you harder than you hard? expected? Hmm. I sit down. Every one of my spells. You still you feel made. warm and comfortable, but um, you're a little, a little foggy, you know. That drink did go straight to my head. Well, maybe maybe you overexerted yourself on the uh, our walk. Uh, Patrick stands up to kind of go over and and, and look at him. Yeah, Patrick, a, also, when be. you stand up, you realize that it's almost like you're on a sailing ship. That's like the ground mm-hmm. is moving out from under your feet a little bit, and you uh, you you find you're, you're all sort of a little dizzy. At that point, you see the barkeep looking over in your direction. And uh, he turns to the rest of the crowd and he says, I think it's about time we started. And he climbs up and he gets that bell thing off of the top shelf and brings it down. And when he does and it comes into the light, you can see that inside of it, there is something that looks maybe like a black candle. Um but as he removes the bell, you realize that it's shaped like a hand. And its fingers are all closed, except its index finger, which is sticking up. And you see him strike a match and bring the match towards the finger. It, it seems like the finger suddenly catches fire. And then everything begins to swim around you. And uh, everything goes black. Hmm. I'm not feeling too well. Uh, Maybe I stood up too fast. Well, your consciousness goes. Darn. As you slowly emerge from the darkness within your mind, The first thing that you notice is an odd, foul smell, kind of like sausage water that's been boiling all day. The surface of the table is rougher than you remembered. Uh, You haven't opened your eyes yet, but you can feel that the air is colder. You hear a man's voice somewhere nearby uh, you think it's probably the barkeep. Auntie, please, you have to release us from this curse. It's been five years. And then an old, cranky voice responds. You be a fool and the others along with you. You took from me, so I took from you. We've made no bargain. Your time is through. As you slowly open your eyes, The room is dark, and the fireplace light is low. 
And it takes you a second to realize that this is a different place, not the inn. This building is old, ancient, wattle and daub construction, like something from 500 years ago. You can smell the mud and the dung in the air. The windows are dirty and small. The wall is brown like the earth. And there are things, bundles of dry plants and herbs hung from the rotting rafters and firelight from the hearth and shadows too deep to penetrate. You attempt to move and you realize that your wrists are shackled to the table in front of you. Your legs seem to be restrained. You struggle for a moment. The man across the room begs, Auntie, please, no more. No more, it's silence for you. These little conies are waking up and we have to decide what to do. <clears throat> the barkeep, you see him, he shakes for a moment and then he slumps forward, unresponsive at the end of the table, drool dripping from his slightly open mouth. From out of the shadows emerges an old crone of a woman in heavy tattered clothes, her back arched with age. Her robes draped to the floor and cover her almost completely. A cowl covers her head. You would expect her to be small, but from your position on the table with the chains, she looms larger than you might expect. And her form is exaggerated by her hunched back, making her look like a small mountain of gray wool. She smiles, a crooked smile, and her face is so wrinkled and deep that it looks like tree bark. As she creaks towards you, it's then that you notice that both of her hands are missing. From the scars, it looks like they've been cut off years ago. Well, now, let's see what we've got. The cur makes a dogged deal and brings all of you. He brings me ten, but I only needs two. She begins to walk toward uh, up to the table where you guys are chained. Who are you? Where are we? How tightly are we chained? I give a mighty yank on the chains. Yeah, they're iron. They're you're you're shackled almost flat against the the table. You can't lift them at all. I look North around North. at. Are we all? Do we all look like ourselves wearing our same clothes? Yes. Is, is this just a dream? Hmm. No, it feels quite real. The iron is cold. She says, you can call me auntie. Everyone else does. As to where you are, why you're in my home, little conies. How did we get here? This one here, this cur, he brought you, hoping to sacrifice you to appease my anger. But he's a fool. Is it the same barkeep? Yes. Wearing the same clothes? Yep. And he's now hunched over drooling at the end of the table. Well, she, coward. She moves forward and she's like, what shall we do? What shall we do? I'm very sorry that that man incurred your wrath, uh, madam, but I would very much like to go home with my friends, please. 
What is it that uh, you're so angry about, if you don't mind my asking? Anything to do with the stumps? They took my hands, and I want them back. Tis been five years, and my patience has finished. Why would they do that? She says, So, I have to know, I have to figure out what to do with ye. You weren't part of any kind of bargain that I made. Well, I mean, if, if you let us go, we'll, we, we promise we'll, we'll just leave. We won't tell a soul. Why don't you just take the barkeep's hands? Sort of brightness comes into her eyes, and she says, I'll let you, I'll let you go if you do me a favor. What are your terms? I'm, I'm, wait, I'm racking my mind, wondering if I know any old stories about witches or things on the moors. And I'm yeah, hoping you'll let me make a history check. Sure. I was wondering the same thing, but maybe an occult check. Sure. Oh, Christ. I'm too rattled. 97. Uh, I'm not faring any better. 91. <laughs> well, I think just from your experience, you can tell it's something like that. Hmm. She says, um, she says, a bargain. You're willing to make a bargain. Well, then. Wait, there was a there was a, a, a candle in the shape of a hand. Perhaps it was your hand in a glass jar that the barkeep had. Where's that? It's in the bar. It's in the pub. Retrieve it for me and my other one as well. Bring it back here and I'll let you go. Where's the other? It's in but you have to sense. let us go so that we can go to the pub? You're right. I'll have to let you go. But I'll need some reassurance. And she looks over at Addison, who slumped over. Not you, Alexa. Stop. <laughs> Damn, Alexa. Um, she looks over at Addison. And she raises up one of her stumped arms. And when she does, she she points at uh, she points at Charlie with her stump. Addison raises up almost like he's a puppet, like he's being puppeted. He moves towards her kitchen. He picks up a giant cleaver. He walks towards the table and <clears throat> brings it down on one of Charlie's hands or wrists, slicing it off. Charlie, there is a moment of sharp pain, and then surprisingly nothing at all. There is a little bit of blood on the table, but not very much. And she smiles, and your hand suddenly quivers and rises up and starts moving towards Auntie at the end of the table. It then turns itself around. She brings down her stump, and you see sinews reaching out of her arm and into the hand and the hand attaches itself to her and she raises it up like this you can all do sanity rolls ah! my god man this is impossible oh no steady on we're merely hallucinating on. what have you done that for Ooh, that's a failure bollocks Pass. that lousy barkeep just spiked our drinks as old man stiff up a lip 
That is a pass. You mad woman. I think I've wet my knickers. If you pass, take two points. Uh, If you fail, did anybody fail? Yep. Uh, Do a 1d4. Ooh, four. Three. It's nothing. (laughs) Merely a mental hiccup. Four. (laughs) Good thing that wasn't your shop counting hand, Charlie. I prefer to have both of them. She's, uh, she says, now we have one bit of insurance. Do we have a bargain then? You bring back me hands. And I'll give you back yours. Oh, it's useless useless now. It's off. Hang on, then. uh, Forgive me for being so forward, but it sounds like this is... uh, We need to make a deal with you in order for you to do something to us. What hypothetically would happen if we did nothing? We haven't made a deal yet, and she chopped off Charlie's hand. Yes, and Addison over there happened to make a deal with her, and look what wound up to him. He's got Pardon two- me. Just take his. No, we, we stop. Dan, stop arguing with her. We, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do whatever you want. Uh, you ask me why I can't take Addison's hand. Because I don't have a deal with him. He's ruined his deal. He's useless now. Patrick, all the more reason not to agree to this. This is madness. I I think think we've a binding agreement with Charlie's severed hand, and we'll happily go fetch your hands for you. Whatever gets us out of this madness. Well, wait. What if we can't find the other hand? What happens then? If we don't, if you don't do this for me, we'll all be trapped here forever together. He says, but I only have one now. I needs two. Who shall it be? Who will sacrifice their hand? Shall I choose or shall you? Well, you're not getting both of mine. <laughs> oh, I'm squirming. Why, why do you need to take two? We've already agreed. What good is insurance, she says. Insurance. Are our mugs um, still on the table? No, you're, you're not in the same building anymore. Oh. All right. Take the left one. Daniel. A volunteer. A volunteer. Do That's it then. Sign. But, but this is no bargain. You don't you can't hold your hand up. You're still strapped. Oh, I try, like just I <laughs> just pulling against the thing. But she please the left down one. And, she reaches down and grabs the whole yeah, well, we'll have to decide. She took the right one, I guess, then from Charlie. Or she, she could she have two left up, hands. She picks up the cleaver and whack chops ah. off Dan's uh right uh, left hand. And uh the same thing happens. It, skitters across the floor. There's pain for only a split second and then just like nothing, just numbness. You see the, the, the stump on the end of her arm opens up and you know, melds itself to the hand. She's like, well done. These will do nicely, but bring me my hands back. 
and I will give these back to you. I'll put them back on you and repair them and let you go back home. What could be better? So do we have, do we seal the bargain? I'm uh, less convinced this is a hallucination, gents. Yes, yes, we agree. We will find your hands if you return their hands. She makes a kind of a gesture with her new hands. (laughs) And uh, she recites this little... I guess you'd call it an incantation, a bargain, a bargain to undo the deed, return what they took and you will be freed. Two hands taken, two hands repaid on this eldritch night is made. And the shackles suddenly release themselves from your life. And there are shackles on your feet too, but those also release. Now go. Follow the path outside. It'll take you back to the the damned uh, well, Witchwood Inn. <clears throat> Immediately stand up and yeah, you don't have to tell me out twice. the door. Yep. Okay. Well, look at uh, Charlie. The end of Charlie's stump. Is it? Is it an open wound? Is it? It's it's healed over the way hers was. And there's no blood. I say, do any of you have a hook? Anything I could make this more sporting? This, this is not. Hmm. Maybe back at the pub, we could take off one of the tops of the canes and try that. Wrap it well, with some cloth. I still Wait. say it's about time to go home. Uh, we oh, we could uh, just leave. I assume we're outside. This was a small. No, you're still you're still inside. You're heading towards the door. Okay. Are are you going to go outside? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, So you step outside. Of course, you don't really know where you are. You are obviously in the middle of a clearing in the middle of a forest. Um, I would like you all to do spot hiddens. It's also nighttime. It's dark. Hard success. I can't see a damn thing. That's a 99. Oh, I think I have some blood loss. I can't see anything out here. (laughs) Where in the hell are we? So did anybody pass? I got a hard success. Okay. It's so dismal here. We must be in Scotland. So to describe what, what, what this little scene is like, Charlie steps out of the house first. Uh, followed by William and the rest of you. Uh, Charlie takes a few steps. There's like a little porch. Uh, Everything is kind of dilapidated, kind of overgrown all around it. Um, Charlie takes a couple steps into the, away from the house. And he turns back around, maybe in curiosity to see what the actual place looks like. Um. And William curiously does the same thing. So they're kind of facing towards you as you are facing towards them. But you guys are looking at the ground and the plants and the growth on the ground. Charlie, suddenly his eyes look up and his mouth drops open. And uh, Charlie, you can do another sanity roll. Great. It'll just be a, a zero or a one. 
But as he looks up, um, you see this pale look on his face as he looks up. So you probably all turn and curiously look. There is a gigantic orange planet floating in the sky in one direction. And there is a moon off in the distance, a blue one. And there are stars and nebula all around you that uh, your astronomy, it baffles your mind. You can all do uh, spot hit. I mean, uh, sanity, if you haven't already. Oh, man, this has got to... This, made that f- this, I think, right. is my worst rolling night ever. That is triple zero. So oh. I'm, I made my sanity roll. Would I be able to make an astronomy roll to just instantly try and figure out what sure. I am seeing? Absolutely. Okay. Um, William, you take three points of damage because you're right. just like. And that brings you know, me down. From... Uh, you do a do a, an intelligence roll. Just, just I want to see. Yep. Damn, what stars are these? I, I just made it 63 under 65. And okay. that is a extreme intelligence success. Okay, so William, you you fully realize you ain't on Earth anymore, <laughs> and and Dan, you also realize you have no idea where you are. You don't even recognize the planets. These are this this is somewhere else in the universe. Um, all of the rest of you, you're just dumbfounded at what you're seeing. Well, they're all wrong. All the stars are wrong. This isn't. This is oh impossible. My God, you don't see a single constellation that you recognize. How are we supposed to get to the goddamn pub if we're on the wrong planet? Are, are we still in like the a forest though? You are in a forest. It's a big, overgrown forest, and you can see from the house directly ahead there is a path going into the forest with the trees all interlocked, sort of up above it. Gents. I will be the first to admit when I'm out of my depth. Do not stay off. Do not stray from this path. Let us continue down. Do whatever the crazy hand woman says. This is Agreed. not a hallucination. Agreed. I am now utterly convinced. Most likely. Probably. We're dealing with witchcraft. That's what this is. Witchcraft. Oh, now. Dan, do a botany roll for me. <clears throat> Uh, 54, I will burn four points of luck. Okay. Um, you do realize that, you know, there's, there's a, a bright sort of the, the bright light from this planet that's rolling by. It's like a gigantic moon in the sky. But other than that, the sky is dark and the, and the woods are dark and the ground is dark. But the plants that you can see and the trees in the distance, you can't even guess what species there are. They don't seem, there's characteristics they have that don't seem to be like an oak tree or a, you know, even those you can usually tell by their silhouette. But in this case, these are very strange looking things. And all of the grass and the plants and everything, they don't look like plants from Earth. Gents, I believe we've rambled too far. This, all the stars are wrong. None of these plants should exist. We somehow wandered onto another planet. I've long hypothesized this was possible. God, I hope to take notes of these stars to maybe map it out again if we ever find our way home. We 
didn't wander anywhere. We were taken here by that bartender. Oh, fine. Kidnapped to another planet, but still. Oh, wait. Wander to it. It just doesn't make sense. I, I, I don't... But I just realized with all the points of sanity I lost, I'm going through temporary insanity. I've lost seven already. Okay. Come on, chaps. We've away. been in tighter spots than this. <clears throat> Let's get out of here. Right. Remember that time we lost our walking sticks? I think this is not losing walking oh, sticks. We lost two hands. This well, is a bit not more off the dire than walking sticks. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Let's just follow the path here. Let's see where it Charlie, goes. Charlie, we can build a damn smart hook on top of that. It'll be just fine. Your business won't see a hitch. I'm sure we can concoct something if we need to. Hell, you can sell them. Get in on the let's market. Follow, let's follow the path. So as you move forward, the, the, the forest is kind of enclosed on this. It's almost like a tunnel going through the trees. Um you walk along it for what what seems like only maybe a few minutes. Um, we'll say that you cover, oh, uh, you know, 100 yards or so, the length of a football field. And you can see up ahead that, the clear, that it's opening up into a clearing. And there, you think that there might be something in the clearing, people or something moving around. It's very dark. I assume we don't have anything that we were we came with. Is correct. that correct? All right. So. Yes. My sandwiches. Nothing. We don't have our binoculars or anything. Well, my if you, sandwiches. If you, if you set them down while you were in the bar, yeah, no, probably did. Can I roll luck to see if I have a uh, my cigarette case? Sure. Is there a, is there a if it was or? if it was on your purse and in your pockets you still yes. have it. So I panicked reach in. Oh thank God. Oh God, no. Um, need, need a light? Oh thank you. <laughs> I wonder what's up ahead. You know, it's a perfect time to stop for a rest anyways. Howard, this is no time to rest. We've only been going a little bit, but if there is somebody up there, maybe they can help us. Maybe they know what's going on or, or how we can get away from this. I'm not uh, trusting anybody on this rock. And but, William's going to see if there's a big branch on the ground that he could use as either a walking, a, stick. A walking stick or a weapon. Either there or. are no branches, broken branches or anything like that on the ground. William, I would not advise touching those. You, at this point, you cannot know if they are even venomous. This is insanity. Well, so we have are nothing you going to... to fear from the locals. We are all... I think we have everything to fear of them, except the crone told us to not stay off the path. The pub would be at the end of the path. I suggest we charge straight through, make no contact, as proper British civility would recommend. All right, we'll... so are you just... Not hello... Are you just going to walk into the thing or are you going to see it? I think so. I puff my chest out and yes, it is. We are walking with purpose. Hello. I don't trust you, this. You you step from out of the shadows uh, into this clearing and you can see that there are groups of people, usually two of them, and what looks like children around them. Um, they seem to be crouched down, they're chatting, they're hugging these children, they're uh, talking, 
uh, you can hear the children giggle, uh, the children playing, um, the parents watching. Uh, they all, I mean, it's dark, but do a spot hidden. Patrick specifically looking to, oh, geez, no, <laughs> I got 99. Uh, he was specifically looking to see if these were the same people from the pub, but he does not see anything. That's what I was rolling for. So that is, if yeah, you pass, you notice that these are the same people from the pub. But they're with their children. There were no children at the pub. I'll walk up to one of the people that I recognize, maybe one of the fellows that was sitting next to me. Okay. Uh, he he and a woman are there, and they're, uh, you know, hugging this little girl. And uh, you come up. What do you do? I say, excuse me, my good man. I hate to interrupt, but perhaps you could tell me what's going on. Well, um, uh, he's like, he's like, but, but what are you? Um. Does oh, that the, mean it didn't work? Does that mean that Addison failed? I don't know. It, he slipped my, me and my group a Mickey, and we all passed out and woke up here. Well, I mean, we're sorry that you you came into the pub uh, really at the wrong time. We uh, we had discussed getting someone as a proxy, but it was such a rotten thing to do. But Addison insisted we go through it. It's It's been so long since we've seen our children. And now, now, don't, don't blame yourself. I'm sure you made the best choice that you could make in the situation. Tell me but more. But if you're, if you're here, then it didn't work. Uh, well, now, where, if it had worked, where would we have supposed to have been? Well, she would have let us all go. She would have let the children go. And maybe we could go back home. But a, a new bargain was struck. A new bargain. Yes. Uh, Addison failed with his. But now we're we're going to find uh, the, the crone's hands. You, you shouldn't bargain with the. She's a witch. She's evil. She's murdered. We don't know how many people. I mean, you could read it in the newspaper. Uh, it, it's. Uh, I knew we should have read the paper. Now, I dare say I told you so, gents. You, you couldn't have read it now. It was five years ago. We we tried to stop her, and she pulled a trick on us. We took her hands, and she took our children. And we can't get here but once a year on the solstice. And where is where is here? The devil's place. But this is called the devil's place? This is the devil's place. This is where we banished her as a witch. And now we're all here too. We can get back, but we can't take our children with us. Hmm. Well, where are her hands? That, that's what our bargain is. If we give her her hands, we'll go free. Where, where are they? You don't know what you'd be leashing on the world. Yes, I just had that thought. We're What's going to have to find her hands and somehow turn her evil powers against her. We've tried. We've tried for so long, but we, we, 
She won't who, give the children who, up. Who among you had the idea of banishing her to this place? Addison. It's all Addison. Damn. And he's just a puppet now under the witch's control. Look, the hands... We don't want to sit here and talk to you about all of this right now. We've only got a few hours. When the sun comes up, this whole thing is going to shift again, and we won't be able to see our children forever. forever. This is our last chance. This is the fifth year. There's only five fingers on a hand, you know. Is the pub that well, way? Most of them. D- down the path. She, oh, have you she, thought about... Uh, he, he looks towards the continued path going that way. Uh, and he's, he, he, he's like, go away. We've only got a short time to be with our daughter. And he grabs his wife and sort of moves away from kind of angry and, and pissed and pretending to be happy for his daughter. All right, you fun. get the impression, too, that the kids don't realize that it's been five years. The kids are acting as if they just saw their parents a little while ago. Uh, so the, the youngest of the kids, would, would do they like look like they're, I don't know, like they've eight, could have been here for five years, or do some of them look like really young, like? They look like they're between, you know, three okay, and so seven or eight time, years old. Time works differently Gotcha, here. okay, okay. Well, I, I guess we... Down the path, gentlemen, down the path. Yeah, what else can we do? And that is nothing all at right. all. Do you boys remember seeing two hands in that pub? No, just, just the one. Just the one. Under the glass closure or whatever it was that... Maybe there's another one in there somewhere. There, there has to be. I hope, anyways. We'll tear well, down the whole place to, if we have to to find the second. But we have to think about this, though. Do we really want to give the witch her hands? Well, it's going to be a moot point unless we find them. I mean, that's it's true. Either, it's either we, we find them or we're stuck here forever. Same with these children. Or worse. Or Desi, I ask, what if we destroyed it? Destroyed what? The hand? The entire bloody hand. I don't know. This spiteful old crone has trapped damn near an entire village inside here. What hope do we have of just outsmarting her, or worse, just doing exactly as she says, hoping she upholds her end of the bargain? Do you say that? You're saying that out loud? I mean, obviously, you're saying that loud. You're not telepathy. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just us here Um, right now, isn't it? Have you have you left the clearing? Yeah, I think we're kind of. I imagined we were walking away from the father, and just yeah. So, uh, if someone happened to overhear, then yes. Well, if somebody, if maybe the last person that you pass as you're heading into the the tunnel of uh, trees once again, uh, when you say that, they say. You don't understand anything. We can leave, but the children can't. So what is that supposed to, how is that supposed to change our decision? We need to, well. well, How how do you leave? 
Is it just the sun comes up and you're back home? The hand of glory. What does that mean? From the pub. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I, I can't explain it. Addison knew. It's in the book. <gasps> A book? By God, man, you mock us for not understanding, then say you can't explain. For what good reason do we have to care? It seems you all have dug your own graves and brought Where? your families with you. Easy now, easy now, Dan. My good man, whoever's saying this. Where would this book be? Where is Addison's book? They they shake their head and they 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 it's like in the pub. Pub. And they uh they go back to their kids. They don't want to talk to you anymore. Let's point. go back to the pub. Yes. Seems Down like everything path. is leading to there. So they were talking about how this was the last time they could come back here. So it makes me think that every time they burn one of the fingers on a solstice, they can come. They... Which means they've probably tried to sacrifice four other poor groups. Well, there was the Mulberry Ramblers that went missing two years ago. Ah, yes, I remember the Mulberry Ramblers. I was a good friend of theirs. Do you? Yes, they loved my antiques. Such a I shame when they... Right finished. around the solstice. That's right. And then there was the Woman's Crochet Club that disappeared. And I do wonder what happened to that damned anthropology department. Those sticks. All the sticks in front of the inn. Could, could those have been from the... Other groups that came. The other groups. Yes. Well... I hope our walking sticks are still there because mine was quite nice. Mother gave it to me. Well, whoa, first whoa. we need to find these hands of glory. Then we shall see. Yes. Well, carry on. Let's carry on. Carry on. Let's let's walk. All right. Spit spot. You go back into the forest, and as you're going along, I'd like you all to do listen rolls. I'll spend three points of luck to make that a regular. I succeed. Chaps, Fail. do you hear that? There's I'm a, grumbling to myself. I don't hear. There is a tick ticking sound. Not not ticking sounds in the bad description. Um, a creaking sound. It's not very loud, but it's coming from around you. You're not really surprised by the sound because trees forests they often creak you know but at the same time that you sort of notice that you notice that there is no wind there is no breeze you haven't felt air movement at all except your own body's moving through it when you look around you you do notice that the trees are all sort of moving very slightly, very rhythmically. They're creeping, uh, creaking at the same time. But there is no breeze, no wind at all. Damn. My God, the trees are alive. You don't need a certified botanist to tell you this is not normal. I suggest we keep our eyes straight ahead and walk at a quicker pace than usual. Howard, I am dearly sorry, but we do not have time for a break. I shall carry you if it is necessary. That'd be a good trick. I didn't know you were a certified biologist or botanist. 
Well, I minored in biology. Yes, I got my bachelor's in botany and then carried onwards into astronomy. Gentlemen, we can explain our professions later. Let's get out of this damn wood. Well, no, I do declare. I actually don't have a profession. If so only I could move, convince you to university. As you move forward through this uh, tunnel of trees, you once again see up ahead a clearing opening up. And there in the center of it is the Witch Grove Inn. It's sitting there. You don't recognize anything around it. Uh, just more trees and waving in the non-existent wind. Uh, but as you go up, it's still lit. Uh, there's still light coming from inside. And all of those uh, walking sticks, including your own, are still on the porch. All right. Wonderful. Quickly, gentlemen, inside. Agreed. Is there anyone uh, inside? There is nobody inside. Uh, as you go inside, um, you can still smell that uh, pleasant uh, cooking smell uh, that's coming from the, the kitchen. Um, the radio seems to have been turned off or uh, doesn't have any power. Um, uh, the, uh, the lighting in here is oil oil lamps. They're burning, but they're burning lower. Nobody has refreshed them. Um, all of the things that you had with you, if you took off a sweater or whatever and put it next to your, your spot where you were sitting, it's all still there. Looks like the building moved throughout time and space as well. Is, is the hand on the table or the, the bar? The hand is on the bar. It's on a little pedestal. The glass bell is set over to the side, and the hand is now completely closed. Well, one Move down, one, hand. one to go. Well, we either need to find the, the hand or the, 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 what is, the book that... Book. I, yes, he uh, mentioned some book. Um, so Patrick goes immediately behind the bar and just starts looking to see what's there. Okay. Yeah. Too bad that we couldn't couldn't rig some type of explosion or something within the hand. Right now, let's find the both of them. I agree. Okay. Are you going? Are you going to go up to this hand? I will. In, yes, yeah. in a fit of madness, Dan has an idea to hold this hand up onto his own stump to see if similar, if the magic worked for her, does it know which direction? The hand of I will also on. roll sand while doing this if uh, necessary. No, I don't think you need to roll sand. Um, when you pick up the hand at, at when you when you're looking at it it looks like it could be made out of black wax but when you touch it uh it definitely has a kind of a soft leathery feel to it it's slightly it feels old and leathery but it's still it's got some mobility to it you also notice there is a large ring on the ring finger looks like it's made out of gold with some sort of jewel maybe an emerald that's there 
it's very crude piece of jewelry, not like something you'd expect from, you know, a fancy shop, more like something you would expect in the tomb of uh, King Tutankhamun or something like that, crudely made. Uh, but it is on the hand. Um, it does not attach itself to your hand. Let's cut the ring off. No, don't damage the hand until we we know what we need to do. I dare say, let Patrick find the book. Perhaps this has some significance and we can work our ways out of this mess. Yes, if, if we damage the hands, we might incur the wrath of the witch once more. But we know we can't give the hands back to the witch. That's just, well, playing into her hand. I'd rather not make her mad before her we other one pull rather. the ace out of our hole. Yeah, I, I agree. This is... As weird as it sounds, I agree with all this, but we can't. I don't think we should just destroy it until we know what we're dealing with. We need to find, you know, this other stuff. And Patrick is saying this as he's like looking behind the bar for, you know, anything that looks like a book or a hand. Or is there... the only thing that you find behind the the bar is bar stuff. Okay. In that bar stuff, do we find a fresh bottle of Johnny Walker? Sure. Yes. Uh, Or some other whiskey. I see Patrick is pulling out all of these whiskeys and scotches from behind the bar, and I just lean over, grab one, and with one hand, pour a very sloppy row of glasses. And uh, gents, maybe our last. Bonnie, you were going to ask something? Uh, Yes, I was going to ask if there was an upstairs to the inn. There is an upstairs. Right. Well, I'm going to check upstairs. Perhaps... uh, Anderson kept the other hand or his book in his room. Charlie is going to look on the shelves where the hand came from. Okay. There are knickknacks and, and bar stuff. Solvents there. Uh, William, you gonna, are you going to go up by yourself? Uh, unless anyone would like to join me, then yes. I am looking for some kind of clippers or electrical dikes or something. because I think it's a fantastic idea to cut that ring off. Patrick will go up with William. You want to watch what Howard's doing. Well, Patrick, if you feel that your search is fruitless down here, sure. I I just needed to finish this drink and happy to help where I need it. It's fine. It's only the one room on the first floor. Is there a kitchen? There's a kitchen. There's a kitchen. You should look in the kitchen. All right. I'll check upstairs. Patrick, you check the kitchen. Howard, please, for the love of God, do not chop off the ring. I beg you as a friend and colleague, do not chop off the ring. Howard, are you looking at it or? Well, who has, does does Dan still have that? Dan still has it, yeah. I want to make an appraise roll on the ring. Okay. To see if I can discern any more information from it. And you know what? Uh, since I rarely ever use a praise, I'll burn eight points of luck to make that a success. Okay. Well, to give you, a, it, like I say, it looks like something very old and crude. Uh, if it is Roman or Egyptian or, or something like that, it might be worth a fortune. But aesthetically, as you're looking at it, it might make, it might make a, a good museum piece. Um, 
you don't think anybody would pay any great amount of money for it, except maybe the emerald might be, you know, worth something. It's a big emerald. All right, but it's not. So it's not a museum piece. Oh, Dan, are you standing right there with me? Only if it's only if it's an antique. Only if you can allege some historical significance. They did mention some event five years ago. I think this is some sort of an evil talisman or something, or perhaps this is the gigaw she uses to cast her incantations. Perhaps I'm inclined to follow Patrick's lead and determine if this is. Exactly. Try to learn what we're dealing with. I, I will go with William upstairs and uh, uh, to see if we can locate this book. So Will well, and Dan are going upstairs. If that's the case, Dan, bring my glass of whiskey. I need it. Charlie? Uh, no. Charlie. <laughs> Apologies. You're the one with two hands, son. Uh, I can only carry my own. Fair enough. Howard, you might be onto something because she's already got two perfectly good hands but she wanted her hands back. What's different about hers? She's got that ring. Correct. You did promise the hands and not the rings. And there's just something mischievous about cutting the fingers off that I like. There's mischievous about this whole damn thing. My God. Gentlemen, please, we're tampering with forces we do not understand. I highly suggest we don't make them any madder. They're already plenty mad. Exactly. Which is why we should not damage the hand. This has been too tired. If Dan's going upstairs, does Dan still have Uh a hand? Yes. Okay. Um, All right. It's in my coat pocket. So Dan and William are heading up the stairs and Howard, Charlie, and Patrick, you're searching around. You're going to go in the kitchen, you said? Sure. Sure. Yes. Uh, it doesn't take you more than a couple of minutes to realize that there is a, uh, a trap door on the floor in the kitchen. It's large. It's not hidden. Uh, you're thinking like root cellar or basement. Um, there. When you open it, you can see that there is a ladder going down. It doesn't go down very far. It, it definitely, it's a basement. Uh, it's obviously, um, uh, it's got a stonework that uh, that defines it. And you can see that there is light coming from down there as well. Light. William and really? Dan, you go up the stairs and you see that uh, there are a couple of Rooms with the doors open, which look like they're made up in case somebody needs to stay at the inn. And then the one, the farthest one down at the very end seems to be closed and locked, uh, which is probably Addison's. All right. Well, Dan, can't help me break down a door? I don't think we need to worry about lockpicking or subtlety at this point. Excellent. I'm not even going to make you roll for it because it's not that you know, hard to do. Both of us lean in, bam. All right. You step into the room. Um, It's not exactly well kept, you know. Uh, It looks like the kind of a room that might have at one point in the past been quite nice, Uh, not rich, but comfortable. 
And uh, it's now been occupied by somebody who looks like they've been losing their mind. Um, uh, things are, the bed's unmade, there's unwashed clothing on the floor. Uh, there's all sorts of things. There looks like there is a large, uh, you think it's a book, on a desk in there. Um, it's actually one of those surprisingly weird, odd-looking large books. Uh, hmm. Not very thick, but you know, about like that. Leather-bound. Raising oh, that... my voice, I will say, Patrick! Yes, I... I, He's all I assume I can stairs and <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that the place is small enough that not at least so he fast, can hear not me. So fast. <laughs> if I can hear them, I'll you can hear him off in the distance. Yeah, I'll say, all right. Uh, please be careful if you go down there, and uh, Patrick will start heading up to the uh, where where uh, Dan and um, William are. Okay. Meanwhile, um. Howard and Charlie, you climb down the ladder. And down below, there is all sorts of things stored for the bar. Mm -hmm. But you can see towards the back of the basement, there is an area that's been cleared. Uh, there seem to be a number of oil lamps that are burning there. They're, they're getting kind of low. Um, but there is... Uh, there is a large book, um, seems uh, a bit tattered and old, on on the table. And there is another one of those glass bells with another hand inside of it. This one's going like this. Eureka! Is there a ring on that finger? On, there, on, is, on that there, is, there is not a ring on that hand. Um, all right, so now we're going to jump back to the other ones. Uh, William and Dan, uh, Patrick comes up and joins you. Yes, uh, what? I, I heard you calling me. I do believe this is what you're looking for. And gestures over to the overlarge book, unless this is a family photo album, in which case I am horribly embarrassed. Uh, Patrick will go over and uh, look at it. Have you, have you looked at this yet? Whoa. Uh, what is it? I've not. I felt it was best if you were to judge it based on its exterior for authenticity. I hesitate to touch anything. Here. Uh, Patrick, uh, you uh, flip open the book, and it is worse than a family uh, picture uh, uh, photograph book. Uh, there are the whole front end of the book is exactly that. It's uh, pictures of looks like Addison, much younger. Uh, with uh, a woman, maybe his wife, um, a few other things like that. But then the whole um, substance of the book changes. It suddenly becomes newspaper clippings. And most of the newspaper clippings uh, cover a, a, a period of maybe four or five years uh, but the latest one is five years ago. So there's been nothing put into this for five years. Uh, they're all kind of similar. Um, here is an example for you to see. Rambler found dead on moors. Miss Riley's body found in the woods, missing since December 10th. Deceased said to have suffered from insomnia. 
The mystery surrounding the disappearance of Miss Sophia uh, Riley, 22 years of age, of Elm Grove, Thornhill, Lees, Dewsbury, was solved this morning by the, the discovery of the body on the edge of the on the, the edge of woods on Rudland Moor. Miss Riley left her home about six o'clock on Thursday morning to meet her friends and go rambling, and she was last seen alive near Witch Elm Pub. She was then in good spirits and told an acquaintance that she would not keep her talking longer than was necessary as she was anxious to return in time for work what became of her after that had been a mystery up to this morning a diligent search was made by the west riding police and the fullest inquiries amongst relatives and friends but these failed to reveal her whereabouts miss riley's body was first seen this morning by a rambler john martin the body was conveyed to the victoria hotel where an inquest will be held probably tomorrow there was nothing found in the deceased pockets likely to throw any light on the tragedy. Although the deceased enjoyed fairly good health, she had complained that she could not sleep. And on one occasion, some 12 months ago, is said to have risen in the middle of the night and was found wandering in the village by a policeman. She was a good worker and was fond of her parents and her home. I realized that there is a slight mistake in there. It should have been the witch grove. And not the witch elm. Okay. Um, all of the other articles are very similar. It <clears> would <throat> seem that people, oh, within 20 miles of this area, um, suffered varying bouts of insomnia that they would often go wandering in the middle of the night and that people were going missing all throughout this area, um, with the center seeming to be this witch grove, um, witch grove, which is what the area apparently is. So I'm Addison not up was there, right? This is happening people. on the second floor. That's correct. Mm -hmm. well, well, gentlemen, I, I mean, I think these are the newspaper clippings that the that one person had told us about uh there have been disappearance here for years yes. um i i guess we can assume that it was the witch who is doing it or maybe some other supernatural effect unless it was in fact the well no it wouldn't have been the 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 barkeep because the the latest one is dated five years ago and they said that they had five years so it's been happening since then um, it stopped five years right, ago. You were, yes, yes. Right. Tell me, in, in these articles, it's do the do the victims have children? No, not necessarily. That girl, the last one was she was young. Hmm. <clears throat> it, it, there... it seems that people were going missing, mostly ramblers, people who walked out into the woods out here. But it does seem to be one at a time. So what happened sometime between individuals suffering from bouts of insomnia wandering into a magical Venus flytrap to some unruly bartender condemning the children of an entire town and then relying on sacrifices to try and set this right? Is there anything else in there other than the pictures and the uh, newspaper clippings? Um, you maybe shake there. It seems to be that there are a couple of loose 
pages in there. Uh, it looks like they're maybe like drawing paper or something that fall out. Uh, there's two of them, and they look like this. Look, look at these. What in God's name is that? Don't know. It says she speaks of her young five long years are young in exchange for hers. We had no choice. The second page looks like that. Uh, they stand dormant in the dark woods. At least the woods are safe again. The woods, do you... You don't think her young the, the, are the woods, the, the trees that we saw moving. That No, that's... Sorry, that, that was ridiculous to even bring up. I would say that those were no trees that I could ever see. Those drawings did look, well, uh, of a sense botanical. I wouldn't place it out of the, out of the ordinary. I did Nothing. get a very hostile sensation from them. At this point, I'd, be, I'd, I'd believe that man would walk on the moon with nothing but their cl the clothes on their backs. That's, that's preposterous. No one will ever walk on the moon. I dare oh, say, William, get it together, man. We're on another world. <clears throat> yes, but not the moon. That's, un that's uninhabitable. What does so Howard, Howard and Charlie are downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and with another book. Yeah, as you come up this time, the book is, it seems to be ancient, you know, maybe, I mean, 1500s, maybe earlier than that. Mm -hmm. uh, you open it up. Grimoire. You open it up and it is all written in, uh, you know, Chaucer's English. So it's difficult to understand what it is saying. The book itself was actually open to a page. And the page says, um, uh, this is all written in like Elizabethan style. So it's banishment and return. Um, and I'm not even going to explain. It does not spell like banishment and return. <laughs> it's got a lot of extra letters in there. Um, a lot of uh, wicks. And, and it says, uh, knowledge bowed therein to send her back to the <clears throat> devil's realm. And there are a number of instructions involved and, and explaining what, how to do this and so forth. Um, the banishment of the witch required that her hands be cut from her body and that uh, it would give the, per it would open up a way, a way to open up a gate and basically shove her and the whole area where she lives into the devil's realm. Um, but then work. there's also Who's another thing me? talking Damn about, I'm sorry. Who's with me? Charlie. Charlie. But then there's also part of it that details how to travel back and forth between earth and the devil's realm. And that seems to involve, um, some sort of object. It says that the hand is part of the ritual, uh, that the hand represents an object, um, uh, uh, that it's from, uh, uh, it's an object that's from both the earth world and from the devil's realm. 
and it helps the magic uh, guide itself uh, to the correct destination. Uh, it can be used once for each finger oh, on the two these, hands. So you've got these instructions for the banishment. Does it seem like Addison was trying to do this banishment ritual at all? It seems like obviously he cut off her hands. So, yes, my guess is that he did it and it failed, or that he missed some point. Or let's go up. Let's go upstairs and share this with our uh, colleagues. Yeah, I'll grab the book if you're going to grab the hand. Okay. Sure. Actually, I'll take the hand. Both. I'm going to have to grab onto the rungs of this ladder. You're going to need to grab both. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's not. Yes, absolutely, my good man. So let's say that you all end up meeting back on the first floor of the pub. <laughs> now, Simultaneously do you saying, I have something amazing to show you. <laughs> okay, and we share info. What does it mean, the thing about the young? She traded her young or they traded their young? What, how did that go again? Uh, our, our young for hers, I believe, is how it went. Does that mean the witch has children? That's what it sounds like. And from and the drawings, they do look... believe those trees count among them. If you can call them trees. Blasphemy. The trees that we walked through. The ones yes. that moved with no wind? Yes, I dare say that would be an animalian response if I had ever heard of one. I mean, it's possible that her, that her children are trapped in the trees as well. I mean, at this point, I'm not going to rule anything out, uh, but the, the trees have something to do with it. I, I, I don't know if the uh, if the villagers or, or whoever, if they traded their young for hers, or it was just a side effect of of what happened, what 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 is the the uh, the spell or the the book that you have the the ritual? What does that say about banishing her? Do any of you have um, like scholarly English? No. Nope. I, I study at university, but it's just regular English. Do you want me to make like a hard English check? Sure. Let's say I have a 70 in English, but I, I well, don't know maybe, yeah, out. maybe you studied English. You can try too. Okay. Uh, that's a hard success. That's a hard no. Okay. So, Patrick, as you're trying to work your way through this very archaic English, it's basically telling you that there needs you're you're talking about the traveling okay that you need to have an object that has been in both places um an object that is powerful so putting two and two together you can guess maybe the ring or maybe the hand themselves you're not sure um it guides it guides the magic to bring you from one place to the other um it seems that uh what's most likely is that 
the that Addison and his followers um, were trying to banish the witch because she was killing ramblers. Um, but they failed, not, not in the ritual itself, but they failed to account for the fact that once they had started to do this, she somehow managed to grab their children and bring their children with her. So the children are stuck there with her now, and she won't let them go unless she gets her hands back. So if she goes yeah. free, she'll let the children go. Let's cut the fingers off the hands in front of her. I'm just stuck on clipping these fingers off. I don't Has know Howard gotten a hold of the Howard. hands, either hand? I, I think Howard, Howard has the Howard has the hand. one hand. Howard's got a hand with the finger up. He has the yes, okay. he has hand number two. Well, you also know that when you've when you've touched it, you can feel that there is still a softness. <clears throat> it's like you're holding a mummy's hand. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not quite dried out, so it's still flexible. You realize that you can move the fingers, but they snap well, right do. back into place. But I, I'll do it first to just to see if there's anything hidden in the palm. Nothing. So it's not mummified. It's withered. It's definitely the witch's hand. No, it just feels like Mrs. Havisham's hands more than anything. Charles Dickens, nobody. Cool. Oh, I. I'll be I, here all week. I think somebody brought that up in another. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick is immediately thinking of the monkey's paw. Um, yeah. I, we've got the hands. We could walk back down the path, return the hands, and call it a day. Maybe we'd get our hands back. I suspect the witch will then wreck her havoc on the villagers. So I don't think we want to give her her hands. I think well, I what we want to do is to trap her into some other kind of binding or dismember her. How would you do an idea room? Oh, that is a success. That's a hard success. From uh, from antiquity, from other ideas of other witch witches and things like that, she did seem to emphasize bargain. That so we was, make her a bargain for her hands or the ring. Binded, yeah. It, it was a bounding, a, a binding that she yes. seemed to think was very important. She didn't mention the ring. Exactly. She Let's only wanted her hands. Ring. If we bargain for her hands, perhaps we can make a bargain in which we trap her here and free everyone else. Didn't, we, didn't you already bargain for her hands? You did. So we, we already did have a bargain. But, 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 we but, have but, a bargain for the hands, not for the ring. Correct, Dan. Let's get that ring off of there by any means possible, including... Clipping. What is it with you and clipping? Uh, do you have just a big excitement given the double amputation witness earlier? It, right. it worries me Let's that you have this obsession. No, no, no. If, if Let's have... return the hands in pieces. No, Let her cast an incantation with all the fingers detached. Then she'll just cut yeah. off someone else's hands and do magic. 
but she has to stick to she has to stick to the binding. All right. Uh, before you start cutting this hand to pieces, let's see if we can just get the ring off. Yes, I, I believe there should be a bartender's spoon or perhaps a spatula. It could... Grease it's, it's or not something necessary. in the kitchen. It's not necessary. The hand with the ring on it just can do that and pull the ring off. Will, William, are you suggesting we cut the fingers off with the spoon? <laughs> no, I'm saying <laughs> use the spoon to live. Oh, never mind. That there. would be a feat. I'd be interested in seeing that. Well, we don't have to worry about it. The ring. No, it's off a hand. Now. The foot's on the other appendage. I'm so glad you all can keep in such good spirits during these <laughs> dire times. Ah, uh, the whiskey helps. All mm. right. What? What? The queen's still on her throne. Everything will be fine. So we got right, the so, ring. <clears throat> William has it, correct? Yes, William took off the ring. So I'm. I'm. I guess I'm unsure then what our, our plan is. Are we going to go back, give her our hands, and then make her a deal for the ring to release everybody? I mean... Yes, I, I believe that's how it'll I go. I do say this sounds like something we should premeditate well beforehand. I don't think Howard is necessarily in the wrong. In talking with these deals from the devil, we, we did make a bargain to return her hands. We did not make any such statements of uh, the state condition <clears throat> or timeliness for doing so. Presumably, this ring also holds some sort of import. So if we return some semblance of her hands and yeah, neglect the ring. Do an intelligence roll. Okay. Everybody or... Uh, no. Oh, can you use luck on intelligence rolls? Sure. I'm going to do that because Lex is dumb. Uh, I'm going to burn 10 points of luck. Okay. So as you're, as you're speaking, you suddenly recall something that's been said a couple of times. This all ends at sunrise. That's the last point at which the magic's going to work. So, so as long as we have the now? ring on us at sunrise, we're fine. I dare say blast these other folks. Uh, well, if the magic stops working after sunrise, perhaps if we return the hands, then she'll have no power over us. Patrick opens the front door to look at the sky. Is it still dark or is it starting to lighten up? There is a redness along the horizon. We don't have much time. It is almost sunrise. So we need to start heading back regardless. Are we going to be booted back to our world at sunrise? Not Presumably if we have the so. ring on us. Well, maybe. An no. object that has been in both worlds can focus between the two. But we don't I know think, how to Dan, focus what, that. What I was, what, when, if with your intelligence role, I mean, it was implied that once sunrise arrives, there's nothing that can be done. You'll all be stuck here with her forever. Right. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, kids will be stuck here. Everybody will be stuck I, here. I have a plan. It is a little outside of the box, but, but I do believe it will work. But you must trust me on this. All right. Well, let's talk about it on the way back. Because we need to Very start good. moving now. Very and we are going to have to take a few breaks because I do get time. We have no time for breaks, Howard. Dan will carry you. For God's I'll sake, Howard, you. take two walking sticks. 
No, I don't. I wonder if there is something about these walking sticks. I'm definitely taking mine, but. All right. Well, Howard, I must say we will have to possibly sprint the last bit of the way. Now you are having a fiction. Just think of it like a very quick moving queue. It's fine. It's about 500 feet back to the witch's uh, house. That's a considerable distance to a uh, 40-something Englishman in the 1920s. (laughs) Well, let's hurry on as quick as we can. So Okay, we're walking. I want to hear this plan, William. William, devastate me with this plan. (laughs) Well, I was... What I have in mind is we can make a new bargain. I was thinking... I could stay here. The new bargain will be I return the hands and stay here with her if she lets everyone else go. You are, Why would you, you do that, William? Are, are, you, you, are you in arrears? Are you no. in trouble back home? No. I dare say my... there's better ways to escape your creditor's debts. However... It is uh, not about creditor's debts. I also I... worry, again, in these all of these... I assume Dante's Inferno has been written at this time. But in these deals with the devil, it, if we say everyone else can go home, that presumably will include her children and these horrid trees around us that I only hope stay rooted in the ground. Well, then the villagers. Anyone who is still human? Yes. Well, that could also count the witch. No, no, no. The, the villagers and their children. The, the villagers, their children, and you. I think the what? children, I haven't wanted to say, but maybe seated with her children. Why else would she want them? Our children for her children? Well, children by themselves are quite lovely. Simply for revenge. Exactly. Yes. She, if if the those? villagers took away her children, then she was going to take away theirs. An eye for an Wait, eye. The villagers took away her children? That, that's what the book said. Yeah, they banished her young or something like that. I think that she mentioned something. We're walking through the woods on the way back to the Wedges' house as we're having this conversation. Okay. Patrick, there was something else that you read in the book that you didn't quite understand because of the weird language, the, the archaic English. But as you're putting it together in your mind, you think that there are consequences for casting the spell that takes you all back home. Um, And it might explain something. Uh, Addison was mindless, blithering idiot at this point. Um, The people that you saw in the clearing were not altogether rational. Um, you think that the, the spell itself implies that you're going to have to sacrifice some of your own willpower in order to accomplish the transition. Well, William has so graciously offered up um, all of himself. So if we divvy a quarter of a William amongst each of our own, I believe that leaves us each with a half a Howard in remainder. Yes, of course. You're all my dearest friends in this whole world. If it, if it means I have to be stuck in this, well, not exactly I don't think wretched it, hellscape, but 
definitely not that pleasant. Uh, I'll then uh, of course. Pat, do another t- intelligence roll, Patrick. Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'm going to put it in Call of Cthulhu te- words so that you guys will understand that there is a price to pay. Okay. In order to create this transfer, uh, it's going to cost each of you 18 magic points. And if you don't have magic points, then it's going to use hit points to fill in the remainder. Um, and you have to sacrifice 90 POW, which you can do collectively. You'd all have to sacrifice some of your willpower points, so, which will make you dumber and more gullible. <laughs> so, so, gentlemen, what I think what it says is we, we all have to give a piece of ourselves. We we, we can't our, our our mental and physical well being to do this. It cannot just come from one person. It has to. Our bloody well up. did. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Does this mean that we can cast the spell and open a gate between here and our home world? Potentially. I, I yeah. don't know. Then why don't we just do that? Why don't we get all the villagers? So does the villagers come along with us? And we somehow, and all the children, the whole kit and caboodle. We like chop up her hands and put them in a bag. We say... Here is your bag. Here's your hands in a bag. <laughs> you two get your hands back. We say, we will give you the bag. Give us their hands. You get your hands back. We give her the bag of hands that are all cut up into pieces. She loses her minds and then tries to put their hands back together. We cast the spell. And then, like uh, our American friends, Scooby-Doo and the gang, we all run through the gate. Are are there instructions in the book to to cast this? Yes. Spell or okay. Obviously, I, I uh, Addison has done plan. it. Addison has done it nine times. <clears throat> Obviously, it has reduced him to a gibbering idiot, along with most of the others, for all that power that he's lost. I we would still be within the terms of our arrangement if we gave her her hands in an altered state. And 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 we keep the ring. We just keep it, never mention it. That way, that we can use that as something that belongs in both worlds or something. I don't know about all this mumble jumble, but please, can we please cut the fingers off? I don't think we have any suitable implements to do that, Howard, I'm afraid. I've got a pocket knife. I was Howard, like, all good Englishmen, we've got switchblades. Howard, how old are you? Just... Roughly, you weren't for my switchblade. You you weren't at, you didn't have to be in Whitechapel about forty years ago, right? <laughs> never mind, never mind. Um, I I I don't know. Uh, I am willing that to go with as good a with plan as any. Yes, I, I'm willing to go with whatever you all decide is best. Because honestly, I don't know the right thing to do here. It all sounds equally baffling, outrageous, and logical at the same time to me. So, Well, if this witch can reconstitute her hands if we cut them up, at least it will take her time to do that and allow us a couple of moments to get out of here. Hopefully. 
All right. I have a pen knife. Who else has a pen knife? I've got a knife. Okay. Charlie and I will dismember the fingers. All right, Howard, for the love of... Do it quietly, please. Patrick will hold on to the ring. I have to say, I have quite a bit of magic points. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I do not. Oh, I have many. So, all right. So, so the plan is you're going to dismember the the hands. Put them in a bag. Put them in a bag, and Mm -hmm. then what? Uh, Mm. You have a satchel. We have socks. <laughs> Put them in one I of empty our socks. out my picnic sack of sandwiches. Just say here. Yeah, I, I, I dare say no one is craving roast beef at this moment. And we use our socks, a sock full of severed hands. A sock full of severed I, fingers. That's a good I got a satchel. Name. I got a satchel. All right. All right. All right. So you're going to dismember the hands or chop them into pieces. <laughs> Seems that way. With great glee. Uh, Howard does this. The rest of you could do sanity rolls. Howard, why in the world Gladly. did I become friends with you? William, That's you don't happen to still have those finger sandwiches, do you? Not anymore. Howard, no. Howard, I guess Howard can also do a sanity roll. Howard, when you cut through, it's like cutting a piece of wood. I mean, it's... It doesn't phase me. I rolled an O2. soft. <laughs> Okay. Howard's glee of amputating fingers is overriding any sense of moral dilemma. <laughs> All right. So you've been walking. Uh, you walk back into the clearing where the families all are. And they're in the, the process of, of, of crying and hugging their children and glancing up at the reddening sky, um, knowing that they're never going to see their children again. All right, lads. We have to convince them of our plan. I think they'll go along with it. Yes, I don't think there's time. I think we just do it. Yes, well, we Howard, to... Charlie, Patrick, uh, begin forming a queue. Like yes. any good Englishman, they will fall in suit and then go right through the portal. Women and children first. Um, don't don't see... we need to somehow convince them to do it? You're going well, that's what explain. I mean by forming a queue. What Englishman would refuse? So let's say the I first also... one that I that you come to. What do you say to them? We have a plan, my good man, to save you and all the children. How? Going to open a we, gate. We found the witch's hands. We're going to perform a spell, open a gate back to Earth, and then the, all of you can go home. We've we've gone back and forth uh, over the last five years. Yes, but now you'll yes, take but your now children. you'll bring your children. We can't take the children out of this grove. Why not? We can't. It they can't leave the grove. You know, we do have a bargaining chip in that ring if it's so important to her. We have to find out from the witch why the children can't leave. So let's because she she's got a spell. She they can't they can't leave the grove. We're saying the trees the cast... trees will stop us. What if we make the gate in the middle of the grove? That's a fair point. We make the gate in the middle of the grove. That way, the trees won't be able to come inside, and and you can get out. 
I don't think it'll work, they say. Well, if there's a gate in the middle of this grove, I guarantee you, you're going to try to get your kids through it. I believe they're implying that the children cannot pass through the gate, even yeah. if we were to make it. This right. feels like a numbers problem. I never excelled in these. I always preferred written essays. In which case, um, gentlemen, huddle, group huddle. Um, fuck we'll these guys. Again. We're burning sunlight. Let us just make the portal and leave the bag of soccer fingers and go back home. They bloody well kidnapped us to leave us as human sacrifices. Uh, Charlie and I both lost our hands from it. I dare say that we've had enough. But the well, children go. don't deserve this fate. They've done nothing. And that is their own damn fault. This let is us not, we walked into this. This is not our responsibility. Well, let us at least try to bargain with her. We 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 have to live up regardless before the sun comes up, we need to live up to our end of the bargain or we are not leaving. And Charlie and you are not getting your hands back. So I don't so even care about do my that. hand. I care about my life. I fear if we argue exactly. with her again, we'll find ourselves damned entirely. We we have to well it, it we have to give her the hands back in order for us to leave. That was believe, the bargain that we made. I still believe my plan will work. If we make another bargain, I stay here. Everyone else goes home. I believe that will work. Well, let's, if well, going, William, we don't want you to stay here. We like your company. We want I, you to come back. I much enjoy your company, too. But if we if have not discussed murder, I don't think what we're we, going to be able to kill the witch. What, is, is there something in the book or in the notes or... Some little addendum somewhere? All there was was banishment. Hmm? Banishment is all they could do. And they banished her to here. But she's already here. I don't think we can banish her anywhere else. I think we just need to go and... Ring is so We just need to go and confront the witch. We need to make another bargain. I agree. We need to at least try. And if it fails, then hopefully she lives up to her end of the bargain and we can go home even if we don't take them but we're not going to do it nothing's going to happen until we go in there i agree i feel like we're changing our plan now <laughs> i don't you think have to cut up the hands you, get, you should be happy you cut up the hands you got your end of the deal now i am quite happy that pleases me <laughs> all right I'm so quite how pleased that we dismembered the hands well <laughs> since you're so pleased howard how about we go to the witch's hut we make up a new bargain, and at the very best, everyone goes home. At the very worst, only we do. I say it's a win-win either way. Let's give her. Let's give her. We've got a We have to. Oh, we have to trick her. I apologize. We, we have the. We have the bags, and we'll finish the thing for the bags for the hands. As soon as we give her her hands, and they're all fucked up, she's going to get pissed. <laughs> Which personally I would like to see, but uh, we've got to try to figure out how to unravel this children thing, and we're all probably only going to do that through conversation. So we're going to have to talk to her first before we close the deal with the hands. We're going to have to talk to her and see if we can somehow free the children, and yes. we can use the ring as an enticement somehow. Yes. I think Lee. I think one of us offering to stay instead of the children. I, I don't have think, multiple times. But I don't think there's a lot of currency in that. And William, we don't want you to return with us. 
we, we've got the ring as the bargaining chip, but I, I, as you all said, let, we need to at least try that. And then yes. if not, if, then let's... If more incentive is needed, then more incentive is needed. All right. Who's going to do the talking to the witch? If you don't mind my butting in, I think I should do the talking. Dan is quite an intimidator, as I recall. I shall stand and loom in the background. However, I, after all this whiskey, I doubt my ability to spar with a supernatural evil deity. And Charlie, you've been quite quiet. What are your thoughts, my good man? Well, I prefer to use the ring as a bargaining chip first. Um, well, yes, was riding I on the assumption that it's important to her. Um, but it was it was specifically left out of the bargain, so we remain with it. And if it is important to her, I think that solves our problem. Um, if the ring is some sort of a conduit or something that she channels her power through, she's going to want it. Bear this in mind, gentlemen. Right. For the spell to work, we need something of both worlds. And I think what we need is that one pointy finger mm. that has not yet been lit. Yes. So we better remove that from the sock of fingers. It, it, but you have to dig through the bag and find the proper one. Yes, they all yeah. look the same. No, no, this one's no, extended. You damned us all, Howard. There, there's no extended anymore. You cut it off. Yeah, they're all cut off. Right, they're one, all extended. One of them is straight and the others are curled. Aren't the others all curled up like chicken feet? I don't know how many knuckles Some did you curve to the left. It's so difficult to tell. No, no, I just clipped them at the knuckle. I didn't even clip them. I didn't have clippers. I had to saw through them with a dull pen knife. Oh <laughs> right, let's let's get to the witch's hut. We'll make a bargain, and yeah. we hope time the is ring ticking. is enough. Yes, time yes, is ticking. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, can we find so, the one extended finger? Do a luck roll. But that was also part of the deal. That's part of her hand. My luck is 58, and my roll is 26. Okay. Yeah, you can find it. Okay, I put it in my breast pocket. Okay. All right. All right. So Let's you go. go. You you come out of the clear. You come out of the woods into the clearing. Um, the movement of the trees seems <clears throat> to have increased. They rise side to side and wiggle in the and in, in the growing red light. Um, but there's her cabin. Uh, or her uh, uh, hut, if you call it that. What do you do? All right. One quick, one quick last thing. Who's casting this spell with me? I shall help you cast the spell. I nominate Patrick to be the head negotiator. Agreed. Okay. As long as William and Charlie, William and Charlie, what are you going to do then? I will negotiate with you. Okay. Yeah, I think that we all have to give something up for this spell anyways, so. Well, I'm a big all man. Right. There's a lot of me to give. So you feel quite magical. Charlie, I you... say you stay out here with them just in case those trees try anything funny. With the villagers? Uh, no, with uh, with Howard and Dan. Oh, You've sure. left the villagers back behind you. Wait, wait. Charlie's got to go inside to get his handbag. I, I, and so, so does Dan. Dan. So does Dan. Then I'm fine. I as long as I go home, I I only need the one to write. All right. Then how about myself, Charlie, and Dan go inside. Howard and Patrick, you begin the spell. 
I have the ring. Who wants it then? I have the finger. I will take the ring. And then Charlie and Dan, once you receive your hands, you can come out and help them with the spell. I will finish up negotiations. My hand be damned. I am in no state to argue with the witch. Let's, uh, I shall stay out here with Howard. Believe me, I, I, I have confidence be... that we can make this spell work. Charlie, do you want your hand back? I, I really want to see the witch's face when we give her the chopped up hands. Oh my gosh, then let's just all go in and then we can right. leave if we need to. You're all going to go in? Yes. Yeah. Not going to be happy missing a finger. So you step up onto the porch, yeah. the um, the door just swings open automatically, and uh, or rather magically. Um, you step inside. She's like, she's there. She's like, well, you've returned, have you? Oh, yes. Yes. Let's, do you have me hands? Oh, yes. They are not in a very good state. She says, put them there on the table. Thunk. Thunk. All right. Now, you, you said put them hands. on the table. We put the bag on the table. You put the bags on the table. She reaches down and she grabs her the hand on her hand, which is Dan's. Uh, and she rips it right off of her body and puts it down on the table. And it starts to skitter towards, uh, I'm sorry, towards, did I see Dan? It starts to skitter over towards Dan. Uh, you put your wrist down there. The same thing happens. It turns itself around and you can feel an itching and a burning as you can literally see things coming out of your hand like sinews and reattaching muscles and things like that as the hand begins to reattach. At the same time, you see one of the bags start to squirm around on the table and crawling out of it is the witch's hand, which has put itself back together. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> and it skitters across to her hand. It leaps into the air and it reattaches itself to her hand. And then she does the same with the other one. She tears it off and it starts to move towards Charlie as her hand reforms itself, missing a finger, and starts heading towards her, and leaps up and lands on her hand. And she says, where's my finger? That is the last part of um, our bargain, madam. Howard, it starts to wiggle in your, uh, <laughs> in your shirt. Now, if you take a look on your other hand... Where I think is you, my finger? If you take a look on your left hand, madam, I do believe you'll find something missing. Where is my ring? It wasn't That's part of the bargain. I do believe if you pull my finger, you might find out. <laughs> She's like, the bargain was for me hands back. You haven't... Finish and the bargain. Technically, fingers are not finger. part of your hands, but still. we would like to make a new bargain, madam. Oh, you want to change the bargain, do you? Indeed. Give me my finger. You start to hear a noise outside, like a crashing noise. We she shall... also starts, you see her begin to move and shift. And as she does, you realize that the sound that her feet 
are making don't sound right. They sound almost like clubs hitting the ground. And you begin to notice the mound of clothing that she's been wearing is sort of wiggling and writhing underneath her clothing. He gads, Wartop. We shall return the ring and the finger if you release the villagers, the children, and my friends. If your finger ring or the finger to use the spell. If your ring and finger are not enough, I will stay myself as an extra bargaining chip. I hit her with my walking stick. Do you? (laughs) Yeah, why not? At this point, we're screwed. I think I would I think I would whack her with my stick, my walk. All right. Um, go ahead and and try brawl roll. Jeez. No, I way, way miss. Okay. We you swoosh a, you I swoosh at her and she doesn't flinch. Um do a luck roll for me. Howard, what are you doing? Stop, Howard. No. You're ruining our chances. No luck. The finger flips out of your uh, pocket, lands on the table, and slides very quickly over to her hand and reforms itself on her. She says, Damn you, Howard. Now my ring. <laughs> damn give, me. Give yes, me damn back you. my ring. Your ring was not part of the bargain. If you wish it back, you will need to strike a second. Hag. A second bargain. A second bargain for the lives of those fools in the glade and their children and ourselves madam i have no need of any of you all right give me back my ring and you can all go the children (laughs) in the villages as well all of you i have no need of any of you we'll make the trade in the glen you'll make the trade now before the sun rises or you'll all do it in the glen forever We'll do it in the Glen. We'll do it right now. That is the bargain. You and keep you changing have... the bargain. I have no reason to believe that you're going to keep any bargain since you keep changing it. All right. I will not change my bargain, madam. I swear to the ring. my word. Give me the ring now. Need the ring for the spell. If the children and the villagers go free as well as us, if we just give her the ring, I say we give her the ring. She did say we can go back as part of the bargain. Will you send us back? All of you, give me the ring. Go back to the inn. Take the children and the humans with you. You'll all go back. Give her the ring. I wonder why you specified children and humans as separate nouns, but I want to go home. She needs to say the thing. Okay, you put it in her hand. Wait, who has the ring? William. Yeah, William does, so William oh. will hand her the ring. All right. She takes it and she puts it on her finger. Now go, go before I change my mind. Thank you, madam. Thank you. Going. Sprint. Out the door. I can't. No time can for rest, Howard. The, the sky is quite me. red. The sky Howard's, is quite red. The, uh, the trees... Jump. You see the trees begin to start to move like they're uprooting themselves from the ground. They look like that thing in the picture. All right. Um, You run into the glade. 
the uh, the parents, interestingly enough, they were all starting to move uh, towards the the path going back to the the inn, uh, crying, weeping. Uh, their children behind them. The children still seem to be quite happy playing, you know, laughing. So they're, they're like, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, but uh, you don't understand what they're talking about. But as you run into the glade, what do you do then? People, start- the bargain has been struck. Your children are free. Go before the, the people, sun rises. The people become suddenly, uh, you know, quite, quite ecstatic. Their children... Come, come with us, children. And the children come running to them. And Take then, them to uh, the inn. I was going to oh. channel my inner Denethor. We struck a new bargain. Flee, run for your lives. You, uh, to the inn. You run to the inn. Um, and you can hear as you're running a kind of rumble as the, uh, the forest behind you seems to be sort of closing in on itself. Um, you run forward. Uh, you dive through the door of the inn as everybody uh, runs in with you. The only one left behind seems to be Addison. I shut the door on him. You don't even know where he was uh, by this point. Uh, you run into the inn, and there is a moment when it feels like you and the building are wheeling through space. Um, do any of you look out the windows? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like you're in some sort of a uh, a wormhole gate or something like that. There's colors and there's light flying by and strange noises. And you can all do sanity rolls for that moment. I was hoping. 99. That's another triple zero. Oh, yeah. I failed. Uh, 19. I am taking notes of this wormhole. This is going to prove an excellent publication that will surely uh, not did be I hear 90, I heard 99 from Charlie. Triple zero. Yeah. Um, Charlie, uh, you're going to take six hip, uh, six uh, uh, insanity points uh, and roll an intelligence roll. All right. So that means I've taken greater than 25% of my total sanity this session. Okay. And same, same here, intelligence roll. Uh, fail my intelligence. You failed your intelligence. So you just take the hit points. You're not going to lose your mind. Um, it's it's like in The Wizard of Oz. The whole building feels like it's shifting and rolling for a moment. And then there's a great garunch like this as the building seems to settle all of a sudden. Uh, it's dark outside, uh, but you have a funny feeling that you're now back on the earth. Um, some of the adults in the room seem kind of odd, their behavior, like they are mentally deficient, like their previous nine trips have sucked the the intelligence right out of their brains, um, almost to the point of being, you know, mentally handicapped. The children, however, are perfectly normal, um, and the children don't seem to be aware that they've been away for five years. Perfectly fine. We're in Yorkshire. Shan't be noticed. <sighs> so you're, you look out the windows, you can see that you are, in fact, back. You guys Gentlemen, I dare say this may be our last ramble for some time. Uh, Agreed. Let us go home. 
Agreed. All right. So you step out of the door into the evening air. Um, you're definitely back on the moors. You're right back where you left with the building, right where it was sitting before. And then you notice that the, gla- the, the, the grove of trees all around you is moving. And it would seem that it came with you. And very likely, uh, so did the witch's house. And that's the end of our story. Uh, dun, dun, dun. We're not talking about this. <laughs> you know, gentlemen, Don't blame really William and Patrick. Should, you know, gentlemen, I really feel we should get more lumberjacks out here. So this one is one of my favorite shorties because... If by, by about an hour and a half or so into it, you guys are thrust with this horrible decision, uh, an ethical decision. Do you leave the children? Do you leave the parents? Even though they, they wronged you, are you going to you know, try to kill the witch? Is the witch wrong? Is, you know, you get all of these conflicting things and you all end up sitting there talking to one another for <laughs> half an hour trying to figure out what to do. So it doesn't matter what you do because, well, I'm, it's not right. You can do anything you want in this situation because it's all covered here. If you go back to the witch with the ring and just give them to her, um, she's going to send you and everybody in the glade back anyway, because she doesn't want to have anything to do with them. And she's going to transport herself and her children, the dark young, along with her, because that's that's her grove where she lived that they sent her from. What happened was is they tried the spell, they cut off her hands, they sent her to the uh, the devil's realm, but her place was surrounded by dark young. Um, she simply had her dark young grab all the children and bring them with her. So then she had something to bargain with. She kept the children there. The children were unaware that time was passing, so it wasn't hurting the children. She didn't want to hurt the children, but she needed something. And they wouldn't give her her hands back even after five years. So... She was she, like, who was killing the ramblers on the moor? She was her. Well, she her dark young were. I they mean, were the out of the woods. Eat. Yeah, kids got to eat. Uh, so the dark <laughs> young were doing that. Um, I mean, Addison had the right idea. He knew it was her and or her children, uh, and had one tried to find a way to get rid of them, which he did find. Unfortunately, she got the kids so. They were kind of stuck. They they'd fucked up the whole whole thing. Um, so if you had given her the hands and not given her the ring, she would have become furious, and all of her dark young would have been agitated by her anger, and they wouldn't let you go. They would have stomped you or you know eaten you in the process. Um, If you had attempted to do the gate spell yourself without rescuing the children or the the people, if you had 
the hand and the ring, then it would have worked, um, uh, but it would have cost you, what was it? Uh, Power and and you you had to expend your own energy to do it. Um, And the hand would have withered up and, and just been dead. Auntie and everybody else would have been trapped there forever. If you attempted the spell without the hand, my favorite one, nobody's ever done it. Uh, You would lack the component to to link the two worlds. So you would have had to have done a hard intelligence role. At least one of you would have had to have gotten a hard intelligence to land on the right planet. Otherwise, you would have just randomly landed somewhere else out in the universe, uh, which would probably have killed you all. But the best one is if I'd have called for that intelligence role and somebody had fumbled, you would have sucked that entire planet back to Earth with you. And that planet and the Earth would destroy one another (laughs) in a cataclysm. And that Everyone would be dies. the end. <laughs> if That's you had end. killed Auntie, Auntie, then yeah, the 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 dark young would have attacked mm-hmm. and just tore us mm-hmm. apart. And Addison was there, but at this point he was a mindless puppet. So if you tried to attack Auntie, he would try to stop you. Yeah. He'd be easy to kill, though. So there's all kinds of outcomes for this. Well, I, I do think between Howard and Dan, we could have definitely covered the magic cost. We're both big boys and apparently very magical because I had 12 <laughs> points just to myself. It's, um, it's the POW cost that's the hard thing. 90 yeah, points of POW. 90 altogether. And you don't get POW back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I kind of... Magic points you get back. Part of me wished we would have attempted and failed the ritual just to have landed on Yagoth and uh, see how that shakes out. I've I've wanted somebody to attempt it and really fail and fumble it so that I could tell them about the end of the world as the two planets collide. As you hear one last um, uh, overlay, oh dear. Oh, bother. Not on a Tuesday, no less. <laughs> Our players included Matt Ryan, Dan DePolis, Tyler Hudak, Lex Hurley, and Connor McLean, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where we can chat with other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us the comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck good gaming.